Bro, are you pouring wine out of a box? Um, it's, it's insulated. <laughs> he said he went green. Channing, when we stopped to buy your dip today, yeah, yeah. did you also buy this box of wine? Yeah, yeah, it was three ninety eight. It's called Vingen, Vendings, Vendings. It's refreshing and light body with a hint of le- lemon and pear. So you bought, you bought, you bought a box of wine that you can't pr- pronounce. Oh, three boxes of wine. Just so I knew we have a long day. All right, put the box up. Hold up. Limitless, take a simmer cap, pin in it. I thought they hear the witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless, take a simmer cap, pin in it. I thought they hear the witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Well, shoot, man, we back at it, man. We got Freaky Freddy. Oh, Chan, that's what you say they call you in the airport now. Uh, <laughs> don't, uh, don't call me Chan. I was feeling some type of way when we were coming in here. Everybody run up on him. Channing Crowder, what's up, baby? Channing right. Crowder. Oh, that's Fred Taylor. <laughs> you know why, though? Put me in the f***ing back seat. No, no, because here's, here's the thing. my is, plus one. No. That was, that was a, <laughs> hey, I am no, definitely hey, the plus one. Nah, they run up on y'all with the same energy y'all got, though, right? So, yeah. Like, the Channing Crowder, that's the energy. Freaky Freddy, like, your energy is chill, man. It is low. But here's what I noticed, though. You see Channing, uh... He, he went and got some shoes off Layaway though for the show. That was hard too, Chan. Man, you know, I gotta cross them today. Yeah, cross them, cross them with that little tight heel. Cross them, yeah. When um, you bringing them back? Oh, I'm gonna take them back as soon as I get back to Miami. Yeah. I have a question though. You gonna take the tag off the bottom? Cause you know you still got the sticker on the bottom. Ah, that's uh, that's my point. So you think you keep the sticker on the bottom yeah, so you can keep bring the them back? Yeah, keep the sticker on the bottom. They don't even know no different. No, so you got warm one. Bro, this show's hot, man. Mm-hmm. Like you finna just you we we gonna make money over money, dog. You can start keeping some of the shoes. You can wear them again. It's okay twice? to wear the shoes again. No, man, that's for y'all. Pretty would you, boys. Would you take them back after you wear them twice? Yeah. I try them after I wear them 10 so times. So what? You were walking around all Dallas. Mm-hmm. Feet look, funky. Look dirty. You got to yeah. be extremely dirty. So what do you do? They got to deal with that at the Foot Locker. That ain't my point. I don't know no Foot <laughs> Do you at least try to wipe them down or anything? <laughs> I mean, this is a serious <laughs> question because yeah. that's no, a No, I don't wipe them down. I shove that little car- that cardboard toe back in there, put them right back in the box, lay that paper over them nice, and take them back and say, here you go, sir. I want my refund. Do they ever see. ask you if you're warm? Do no, they- no, because I get my mean face on. They ain't nobody scared of your <laughs> mean face. <laughs> here we go. No. That, that's see, the no. reason. This- ain't that, nobody. See? That is the reason why your wife feels the way she feels yes, about you. Yes, this, that soft stuff. See, because like, you got me in trouble at the house, R.C. Me? You got me in trouble at the house. First off, I ain't here to mess up a happy home, man. I'm all about black love. I, we have black love. Right, right, right. Until we filmed one night. Okay. My wife was at the shoot. Yep. She come out the next morning. I'm thinking we on good terms. I actually got me a little, <laughs> a little nookie that night. That was like a little nookie. And then the next morning, I come out. I'm cooking breakfast. She walk out. You can, t- you know, you can tell when your wife. We can tell know. when it's tension. Yeah, tension there. You don't yeah, need to, un- yeah. you know, ten. What we in? Thank what my wife. Fourteen years. Mm-hmm. What? What's called uh, nonverbal communication. <laughs> I just knew something was different. I was like, "What's up? You mean the Ryan?" I said, it's the I truth. mean the Ryan. It's How can tr- I? You a grown ass man? How can I be Thank mean you. to you? Thank you, Asia. <laughs> you are absolutely. No, it's real talk, though, man. You talk about me not having no organs. Right, I had I have all kind of I had people who are actually my friends who actually know me going, dang dog, all you got is a heart and a booty hole. And I was like, hell no, <laughs> man. I was like, how the hell y'all gonna listen to Channing? You got one lung. <laughs> no, actually, uh, the other day we tweeting and you like, yeah, RC, you gotta let me know what allergies you got. Dog, I'm not sickly. 
you a little sick. No, I'm not. Uh, Shannon, we talked about this on other shows, bro. I'm actually a tough dude. It's getting to the point with me and you, we just gonna have to throw, shake on it, and, mm-hmm. and then move on. Cause teammates fight though. Teammates yeah. fight. But like teammates can Everybody fish. else fighting too nowadays. I think people pay to see that. Oh, I'm way out of his weight, Fred. Fred. Celebrity Fred. boxing. Oh, you're not finna Frank Gore me, bro. Jake Paul on the card. Be, we I'm ready. Finna, What's I'm up? Finna, Jake, no. we ready, baby. We got no, two fights. Hey, hey, Line him up. His house is in furnace. <laughs> <laughs> Whoop somebody with nothing on What's the inside. What's going to when you hit it with a body shot? It's going to hit his spine. Hey, I'm not going to feel it because here's the thing. When you take a body shot, what happens is your organs shut down. I ain't got no organs to shut down. Shut down. <laughs> we Gucci. Have you ever gotten to a... I know you ain't nobody ever fought you, Fred. You're not in this conversation. Have you ever gotten into a real... You, nobody... Duh, you don't do nothing to nobody. Like, Channing has Fred, a punchable face. You know what? But ask him so he can say no. I'm sorry. Fred, have you ever been in a fist fight with a teammate ever in life? Let me tell you this. Oh, Lord. I'm in unk mode these days, right? Okay. I used to put people in position to handle my business. You put hits on people? I don't have time for that. So you had hitmen? Where you from, they might call them hitmen. Okay. Where I'm from, they call them goonies. Goons, yeah, for sure. Right, yeah, for sure. You feel me? So they was always ready. I ain't never had to do nothing. So that's why I never got into a confrontation with a teammate, because I feel like you got business business and you got personal business. Okay. So if you're fighting a teammate, it got to be personal, right? Mm-hmm. So if it's personal, you can handle that any kind of way, right? Yeah. If it's business, you get the authorities involved, a lawyer, you know, right. police. We ain't talking about, we talking about the locker room. Friend. I'm ta- but, but That's what that, I'm talking about. But so if that- it's personal, in the locker room, it's going to be personal. Right. I'm going to step back. I know where you at. I know where you be. I got Send you. somebody over but there. Is that tough guy stuff, like... Cause we older now, yeah. And I'm th- as I see these young kids, and you, we all, we all work with young kids. Mm-hmm. It don't seem like that tough dude. Everybody's scared of me when I walk into the lunchroom thing. I don't think that's as as prevalent as it was when we was kids. I think the one thing that normally happened when we were younger was that those tough guy things stayed tough guy things in the sense of you fought, you shook, you walked off. Right. We've entered a time in life where people don't wear ass whippings no more. Right. You used to have to wear one. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember, you know, I was I've been little my whole life. I, I ain't no big dude. We used to do NWO. You remember when they had like NWO and wrestling? Oh yeah. Yeah, so yeah. in college we used to do NWO. But we used to always the, the DBs was together, the old linemen was together. Like we ain't gonna ever win no wrestling match. And so we in the dorm, man, his big dude, his name is Byron Dawson. Byron Dawson, like 330. So he got he holding me down, right? So I'm like, maybe man, get up off me, right? So I didn't got mad and stole on Byron. I jumped up. Fum! Right? Byron hit me with the, oh, I like that. I said, oh, hell. Hey, <laughs> I said, I said, man, Byron for the beat the piss out of me. Yeah. But now I didn't put myself in position, right? So he rushed me. So I just started swinging out of fear. And I got hands, but I'm feeling like if he grabbed me, I'm in trouble. So I didn't foop, foop, foop. I hit him and he like clipped the bed and fall. So I'm on top of him, boom, boom, boom. He like, get him off me. Get him off me. So right now, I'm feeling like, oh, you know what I'm saying? Like I had cred. Yeah. You know what I mean? I walk in the next day, Coach Baldwin, he the, D, the D-line coach. Hey, Ryan, come here. I said, what up, coach? Why you beating up my players? I said, well, you know, coach. You know, now I feel good because I was scared when it happened, but I feel good. Now I said, you know, coach, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. But me and Byron never had beef after that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it wasn't the thing where it went. It went past that. I think now in today's world, one, we've learned that the tough guy don't always make the money. money. And, and the tough guy is not always really the tough guy. He could be reacting out of fear. It's a facade. A lot of the tough guys are facade on what you want people to think you are. A lot of them big boys ain't never fought. 
That's why I would run up on the big dudes, because a lot of them been big they whole life. But didn't Randy McMichael beat you up, though, in Miami? <laughs> yeah, I heard something about that. What? that that's, yeah. the, that's the story. This is back to what you were talking about. There's nowadays, and I, I say I don't think it's the same thing fighting nowadays, because if somebody get an ass whooping, they don't just catch and eat that ass whooping. They're going to call the police or go get a gun, Yep. which is so sad for me, especially with our young youth right now, that they think the end of a fight is go getting a gun. Mm-hmm. Like like you say, where, where that ass whooping? Yep. I joke about it all the time. I'm not undefeated. My sisters, I, I have my fights. I lost <laughs> to my damn sisters when I was a kid. My sister beat me with an antenna. She screwed off of an S10 and whooped me. In the back with the antenna, had hey, welts all over S10, my back. I drove a Fuchsia S10. It was like pink in college. They called you it the pink, pink car. I can see that. I, and no, no disrespect to the cappers. Come on, bro. Fred, no, that was not Fuchsia. That's pink not, is pink. I, pink about, bro, is cool, bro. bro. Fuchsia, bro. That's not Kappa. That was the actual color of the car. You know, you get the little thing. It said Fuchsia. Who bought it? My parents. It's not, it's not, it wasn't a Kappa thing, it was a broke thing. Like, that was the car my parents had. When they got a new no. car, they handed but, that car to me. Like, the one I you said, had with 174 miles. Yeah, the Toyota Paseo, but that, that was You tea. said broke. You just said you was in private school. How you broke? We gonna fact check everything your, from now on. Your parents know you well? Yeah, very That's well. your parents. Yeah. So when they saw a future car, you jumped out in the Bro, bed. Like, future car? That's right. Shannon, That's they had right. the, Shannon, we had the car already. And then my mama got a Malibu. And so when my mom got the Malibu, like my second, third year in college, obviously they gave me the Pink Panther. I thought they took you to the lot. No. How I can't, we couldn't afford to go to the lot. I want that one, mom. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that strawberry shortcake. (laughs) Let me me get that one right there. Did it have rims on it? And why the hell would I put rims on the S10? That's true. But but back to your story. Yeah. Randy beat him up. I think it was a tie. That's how you know you lost. <laughs> nobody, nobody calls a tie in a fight that they won. <laughs> Me and Randy have talked about this for about 15 years. Randy McMichael. You know, people don't you know. Don't your sister story, though, the S10. Yeah. Oh, my So sister. she just switched your she ass beat one me time S10, and that was and it. And then one time she hit me in the back of the head with a frozen Kool-Aid cup and knocked me to sleep in the hallway. Knocked me out in the sleep in the hallway because I burnt the, uh, the shrimp. We were frying shrimp. <laughs> I was abused by my sister. They used to dress me up like a girl. I don't want to go down that path. But this is another thing back in the day we could do, we could do as men. Me and Randy McMichael both won the Miami Dolphins. He's a Georgia Bulldog. Yeah. Bulldogs got their championship. I got I got to show love with love. Sure. Do. They For got sure. their championship. So Max a Bulldog. I'm a Gator. It's coming up to the week of the you know the uh, biggest like the world, biggest cocktail party. World, in the biggest world. cocktail yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. Duval baby. So we talking trash and me and Max tight. I used to go over Max's house. I knew his cold his garage so if I was too if I was closer to 75 my house was closer to 595 mm-hmm. I just go to Max house go in his garage and go sleep on the top bunk of his son's bed with his son in the bottom bunk <laughs> right for the goodness like Mac 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 and co-sign the store I go over his house it's like I was one of his children Mac and my dude but we got into it we started doing the, the F Florida F U G A F Florida and we did it for a couple weeks and it was one of them days where Mac had a hard practice he had enough and it just wasn't even about me. He was just frustrated. And I walked past with the F-U-G-A. And he said F Florida. And he said in one of them. The tone was different. The tone was different. Yeah. So I said, say F Florida again. And when, he, when the, the K came out of the word, <laughs> I dove on him. And we fought on the, in the middle of the Dolphin locker room. My lips bleeding. Randy's bleeding. We both bleed. It was a quick fight, or did it break y'all up? They was laughing at us because we was in the offensive <laughs> line corner. Y'all know the offensive linemen that lot of them ass. So yeah. they ain't like, and they look, definitely ain't gonna break no fight. Y'all little DBs, y'all look, no, 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 guy receivers, no, big man. Lyman be, 
Man, they don't like each other. Let them up. Go ahead. <laughs> right, so right, we, right. In the, we, in the, we in the offensive line corner, because that's where the tight ends were when I walked past Mac. We fought. Had to be over five minutes. Rolling around, rug there's burn. No, bro, there's no way y'all fought for five we minutes. Because it got to a point where we were just sitting there holding each other's <laughs> shoulders, me mugging, and breathing hard at each other. We fought for a second. <laughs> he was bleeding, I was bleeding. Right. Mac thinks he won. Because I was toe up. I had a big lip. But... He was bleeding too, so I think it's a tie. Blood for blood, it's <laughs> no, a tie. It's not, hey, that's not how it works. So somebody got. So what y'all do afterwards? Did, was y'all cool? We, they broke us up. I went. I went and showered. He came in the shower when I was there. We still just <laughs> breathing hard. I was tired. I'm, I'm, I don't got much wind. Actually, he came up to me later on. Okay. And was like, walked in there. He smiled at me. I looked at him. Gave him the nod. He gave me that. He said, he said, bro, let's get this. So you went, you went the diamonds with the lip. I would have diamond with the big lip. I think he had a swollen nose. We was in diamonds, beat up, drinking. But See, that was that was like that. That's just like the man stuff where the earliest conflict resolution ever created was a fight. Yeah. You have a problem, you fight another man. Somebody wins, somebody loses, and that's it. So would you say it was all for nothing because you guys linked up later that night, or was it did respect come out of it? Like, what was the end result? I think it's respect, but I think it's just that that point where. Two dude, we got we got fed up with each other. Mm-hmm. We just got fed up. We was talking so much trash. He was having a bad day. I might have been on the edge, and we had to fight. But it don't have to go to no shooting and no hating and no cussing each other out, hate each other. Whatever. That's child stuff. Yeah, but like I think, holding grudges is child stuff. Yeah, but I think that comes from how you're raised. That comes from the ability to understand what it actually is, you know. But when you when you tell these stories now, and it makes me kind of think when you was talking about the tough guy thing. A while back, some stuff happened. Emmanuel Acho and Marcellus Wiley were doing a show, and they were talking about Shakari Richardson. And I'm an LSU guy, but like in in the end, though, like I'm a black man, and this is this to me was a young black woman who was going through some things and trying to find themselves. I know Emmanuel Acho, like that's like my little bro, and so a lot of stuff I text him about. But this one, I was like, dang, dog, like what you got against old girl? And so I say this, and then Marcellus Wiley say something. Emmanuel, I know, I don't know you. Yeah. Which is why I left you alone. You said things, but I don't, I don't, we don't have a relationship, so we don't have to talk about that. And so he kind of comes at me with this and this, and he's like, uh, he calls me an enabler and these different things. And I was like, bro, just shoot me your address. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and when I said that, it was more about the conversation. Yeah. I wanted to have the conversation, but I also wanted to be in front of him because if the conversation didn't work out, there's the next step we could take, and then we could walk off and be good. Like, that frustration is gone. And, you know, and I was sitting around, and I was talking to some of the homeboys about it, and it's like, y'all wasn't going to fight. And in my heart, like, in my heart of hearts, Channing, I was like, no, y'all wouldn't have fought him. Yeah. I wanted to fight him. But then, and now thinking about it and looking back on it, and especially now doing the show with y'all, because y'all had a rapport with our communities, y'all had a rapport with our followers, with the people that view right. that y'all the OGs, that y'all the unks. And so if people looking at us, and at that point, like Marcellus is a successful black man, I'm a successful black man, and you got that beef, the tough guy thing now just looks ugly. It looks, it right. looks immature. So now I understand there's a responsibility in having our platforms that's bigger than my ego. And so now I look at it and thinking about y'all two, when we do this show or when y'all let y'all, when y'all in the community, when, when y'all talking to the, the youngsters, what type of responsibility to, do you feel, not only to be yourself and respect yourself, but live in a way where people understand 
this is how we become successful. This is how we become together. This is how we pull each other up. Really, it's about not having thin skin. Mm -hmm. That's where it starts. Everybody's going to say, you have to tell kids at a very young age, sticks and stone make break my bones. And We're in an environment where people get so sensitive about the, the, the most minute things, right? Mm -hmm. Like, you guys, you, you would have had that confrontation. I envision you doing your, your stuff with the Kappa, the, the canes and I know bro. that dude so bro, I envision him trying to crip walk and I envision you doing the capital step thing so y'all wasn't going to fight I agree with Marcus they have a dance and off fuck, they were going to dance it oh y'all was going to serve you know each saying? other Channing Fred <laughs> you got served Channing Fred hey hey the, hey, the pivot finna end four ten shows nah. y'all keep playing nah, with me we're going to pivot up hey, out of there hey cause we going to have to fight me you and Randy going to be at KOD <laughs> in the second fat lips and no <laughs> So the responsibility is really just trying to, you know, one, you have to talk. You about have to be able to communicate. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to be able to lead by example. Yeah. So the kids, they actually have to see you, see how you carry yourself. You got to be extremely transparent, mm -hmm. you know, and, and for me, I'm always, I'm chill, I'm laid back. A lot of that other shit is unnecessary. I was talking about sending goons and stuff. I never done that, but I always had them on standby and yeah, they was yeah. always ready. But with a teammate, that's, that's unnecessary. We gonna, you know, we get frustrated, we get into it, and all that other crap. But at the very end of the day, I got. Freddie, you never, Freddie, you never got into it with a homeboy though. We you snap. Know what I'm like, like, I mean, like, you like snap. Yeah, like nah, dudes, nah. you, you gonna bump heads, yeah. but you yeah. snap, but you get back to it. Mm -hmm. But you know, just really, really quick, just back to the kids. Mm -hmm. You got to be able to just be that example. Pull them to the side, talk to them. That's what OGs in the hood have always done. Yep, and you know, especially when you got a future. Mm-hmm. hundred like, percent. That's one thing that I don't I don't 100%. know if the OGs that, that, is doing changed. that right now. That's changed now. That I, the I OGs ain't saying, hey, that's little Freddie. Freddie Freddie got a future. Y'all don't get mm -hmm. Freddie involved in that. Hey, Ryan got a future. They yep. see the potential. I don't know if the let's say it, because it was me and the, the dope boys. Yep. The dope boys wouldn't mess with me. Oh no, nah, Little Red, Little Red, man, that boy fast. That boy gonna do something. They right. leave you alone. I don't know if that I don't know if that culture is still there that dynamic so see, so see here's what so here's what's crazy when young Dolph got shot I shot out a tweet and I was like man I was like I'm sad to see where our culture where our communities have come I said because I come from a time that if you were doing something right if you could be successful if you had a certain level of talent the OGs looked out for you right where it might even be like come on RC like you good man everything straight with you I right, go ahead move it on right move out like you don't need to be around here or, or this finna happen and I had people hit me up like, nah, that ain't never been the code. Like, we always been dying. And from my experience, that was it, right? I'm saying like, like we took care of each other. And now we're getting to a point to where, whether it's that society has made us feel like there's only room for one of us, we getting to be crabs in a barrel. And that's the thing that we have to do. Even in starting what we started, we were faced with an option of, do we be combative? about where we've come from, or do we move forward? Being combative about, about where we come from, that's crabs, in, that's crabs in the barrel, we pulling each other down. Well, I was like, everybody can win. Yeah. I think that's our jobs, and that's what we gotta communicate, but the homies and the, 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 the fellas in the hood gotta see that too. We, we, can, we can always attempt to communicate it, that's where it starts. But these kids coming up nowadays, 
they have much more to deal with than we ever had. Yes, yeah, sure. They have whatever's on Twitter. Social media, yeah. They got, you know, the, looking into Instagram, they think this is what it's supposed to be or how it looks. Mm -hmm. I got to be this. You know, got wads of money in the pocket. I got to get it like that. That's the first way to draw attention to get yourself jammed up and robbed. So they don't think first. So we have to put them in a situation where you teach them how to think, how to process things before they go out there and react. Mm -hmm. So there's a response and there's a reaction. And this yeah. goes for everybody at home. You see a kid that might go off the path, you know, put them aside. Say, hey, don't go out there and react. Like, that's not real. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That ain't reality. I was coaching. When I started coaching high school, I was at a school in Dave University School, and my kids started following me. And my whole thing, when somebody, you can you can criticize an opinion I have on Twitter or Instagram, whatever. I don't, I, like, I love, I'm a, I love debate-driven, I call it debate-driven media. People arguing is what it's based around now. So I was all in that. But when you get disrespectful and start calling me cuss words, my whole thing was that's I, that's me, dog. I yes. live a mile away from a Walmart, and it's Man. on Flamingo and Griffin. So if you look back in probably about five years on my Twitter thread, you with anybody you over there, but every time somebody be like, "Yeah, what's your dumb ass? Okay, you getting out of line? <laughs> Give me a time, Flamingo and Griffin, Walmart. We'll be there. I'm in the parking lot, Silver Suburban, and I was ready to go lock up. Like if you want to call me a dumbass, what reason? My me saying that there's fifty. 16 to 18 year olds following me on Twitter and they're seeing coach, they defensive coordinator, the guy calling, the guy they respect, the guy they play for the Dolphins, the guy they look up to. And he's inviting the guy to Walmart to fight him because he called him a name. It made me change and I stopped doing it because the yeah. influence. Now, if somebody <clears throat> talks to me crazy over there by the avocados, I might knock their ass out <laughs> still. What's the avocados? The avocado section. Says in a super, it's a superfood. Your body ain't ready for nothing. Superfood. <laughs> no, I eat avocados. You need ramen Channing. noodles. No, Channing, I eat avocados. And why would I eat, if, if I'm jacked up, Channing, you need something why would I eat the ramen system. Avocados are one of the most simple it's things a super on the system, food. Your body's not super. My body's your body's mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> Channing, my body's exceptional. <laughs> what are you talking about? No. Think about this, Channing. Yeah. This body with all of its organs missing, uh -huh. right? One more Super Bowls than you? Mm. Yeah, but I was on an organization. We ain't really Super Bowl bound. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You had some dogs over there. Hey, no, no. How, like many, what, like how you... many playoffs you ran? Ooh, one year. We won the AFC East when Brady got hurt. That's the Matt, the Matt that Castle was, year? Oh, wait, that was Matt Castle's Wildcat year with Ronnie and Ricky. Oh, you know what's crazy? Man. You know what's Chad crazy about Pettinson. that year? We won the Super Bowl. Ooh. That's what you want to do. I thought I was telling my story. Yeah, you want to get in. <laughs> like, I, I want a Super Bowl. I did. I got an Outback Bowl ring <laughs> at my mama's house. <laughs> that was when, and that was the year after I lost my organs too, which is crazy, right? So think about that. Mm -hmm. I was a Super Bowl champion with two plus less organs than you had. That's <laughs> wild, bro. Did you? That's crazy. What did you eat like during that run? Romaine lettuce? <laughs> no, I ate. Coach, I eat. You didn't eat real food. Tell your freaking story about the playoffs, man, and leave me the hell alone. Quinoa. I do, I do <laughs> eat. Quinoa. You seem like I do eat quinoa. quinoa. I do eat that. And you have allergies. You need to stop lying. <laughs> so, oh, wait. <laughs> Did y'all have, was it a wild? Yeah, it was it had wild to be a wild card. card. Y'all lost the Ravens that year? The Ravens came down to Miami. And we went crazy. I remember that. Had three picks, ran one back for a <laughs> yeah, touchdown. Yeah, he went crazy. Oh, he was picking off. In routes from the other half field safety, he was reading Chad Pennington so crazy. Right on me, and I don't mean to cut you off, right? So I was the number two safety in Louisiana in 1997 when I came out of school, and Ed was number one, right? 
And so I would run home after every Friday night game because I'd be the ball, two picks. I didn't ran a punt back. I was like, I know I'm going to be, you know, uh, NOLA player of the week. Man, you get home. NOLA defensive player of the week, Ed Reed, four <laughs> interceptions. He threw three touchdowns, ran back four punts. I was like, golly. It was special. Special, dog. It was special. But, yeah, <laughs> no, they came to Miami and whooped us. That's why I'm like, the playoffs coming. These boys got some playoff stories. I'm glad y'all let me get my one off first because that's about all I got. Fred ain't got a lot either. Nah, yeah, I don't have don't. a ton. You know, I played in the AFC Championship. We lost to the Titans three times in, in a season, so I don't like to talk about that. I just feel sometimes if we ran the ball a few more times, I'm always going to say that. There you go. Go what back and look RC, at the, look at the numbers, bro. God, I mean, we Fred, lost. Fred, how many, we, times we you lost. Run, how many times did you run it that day, Fred? Not enough. Because if I say a number, I might f*** it up. So you see how you see how that worked, right? Hey, Freddie T would be like, well, I ran it uh, 27 times, but it'd be like 12. <laughs> it's like the same. They're almost the same. Not but seriously, uh, my memory don't work that well. So I don't know the, the exact right. number. Right. But I know we lost. Okay. I had a bye week that year. Yeah. Uh, there was another time that I had a bye week, I believe. Does uh, that help? I don't got no rep, but that help or hurt? Because if you roll it into the playoff and now you got to sit for a week, does that help you or hurt you? Well, I can tell you this. Coming off of our bye week, we beat your Dolphins 62 to 7. And yeah. everybody in Miami either love or hate me for it. And was that you? Was that Brunel? Was Brunel there still? Jay Smooth. That, that was 99. You went crazy. Yeah. You went I remember that. That yeah. was 99. I would say this, though. And like, I still got the longest running NFL history. Playoff? 90 yard playoff run. Yeah, Fred. Nah, see, see, my numbers ain't that bad. Freddie T, your numbers aren't bad when you're bragging on yourself. I'm when, not bragging. I'm just a fact. No, and listen, you know what? And that and that's what makes bragging not bragging. If you're just, see if the I'm facts saying? are on your side, you are supposed to win the argument. So we had to buy. Both times we went to the Super Bowl, we had to buy. And obviously, I think the, the biggest thing to buy helps is you just play one less game. Right? You play one less game, it's one less opportunity to lose. To me, that, that that was the most important part. And shoot, if you interview the New York Giants back in the day, shoot, they just fired Joe Judge. They've been trash ever since them boys was supposed to go to Green Bay, and they was on that boat oh, with, with they, Trey Songz now. Yeah, with they with Timberlands on. Why in the hell do you need your shirt off if you in a place where you could actually wear Timberlands? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, think about that. Who had Timberlands on a boat? Who had Timberlands on a boat? With jeans, sure. Then you ain't fishing. Yeah. Now, I'm Ooh, gonna say this. I will say this though, because I played for the Giants for two years. You couldn't tell me I wasn't in Dipset. Oh, you oh, yeah. ready? I had the Rockerwear joints. I had every I had every velour suit ever made. Every one of them. You know, that's interesting. So, because I play, I I played for the Dolphins. That's it. You but had Tim's in Miami. No, he I wore Eastlands. Crocs, and now I wear Merrells because they got a little back flap. I don't wear that. <laughs> you know, you can put your Crocs in like sports mode where you put the back up. That's no, that that's not sports mode. <laughs> that's sports mode. You can do anything in that. Well, you want me to put a screw in on the bottom of my crop? <laughs> you ain't playing no football anyway. I know these knees are shot. Look at look, look, look how big they look at your knees. I know, man. That's called scar tissue. <laughs> but when you went to different teams, you adjusted to the city you was in. Cause I was in Atlanta. People laugh about us even on the show. They'd be like, Crowder dressed like a, a 1990 Atlanta rapper. I'm always I'm an Atlanta dude forever. You went to New York, you became a New York guy, then you 100%. went to Pittsburgh, came a Pittsburgh guy. But there, there, there's no such thing as a Pittsburgh guy. Like, it's just steel workers. In Pittsburgh, I actually was, like, bougie to them. You're bougie just in Pittsburgh? I was bougie. Like, in Washington, you weren't bougie. Washington was, like, Maybox. 
you know, that's, that's uh, Clint Portis was there. Like, we had dudes who was, like, really Sean Springs. And so everybody was suited and booted. Everybody had $200,000 cars. Like, that was a different place. Pittsburgh wasn't like that, right, which is why we won. I used to walk into every game with Troy, and he had on a cardigan and cargo pants. <laughs> so we would travel. I'd bring three suits, For right? one day? No, you don't. But you travel two days, and you got to go to the game. One so you suit. Gotta, so you got to get on the plane in a suit mm-hmm. or outfit. Then you got to change your clothes when you get there. And then you got to put on a different suit to go to the game. Anyway, it doesn't matter. A different suit to go to the game? Than when it, yeah. Why you got to do that? When we went to the game, One I suit. could just bring a suit and put extra drawers in my back pockets. <laughs> <laughs> no. You are so nasty, But dog. no, all you you're going to do is so dirty, dude. Dirty, so, you, so you fly somewhere. Ooh, Saturday afternoon. Yes. You do that little walk through Saturday morning. You meet at the plane, whatever. We goofy ass Cam Cameron made us come to the facility and drive buses to the plane. Every other coach let us. I don't know how y'all's experience was, but you Washington, just meet at the airport. Now Washington, we had to go to the facility. They drive us and drive us over. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that just wasn't goofy ass Cam Cameron. That was the one in fifteen. Yeah, I just it, it's a blur to me. Hennessy and different mind altering substances. Yo, but you said one suit. Yeah. Extra underwear in your pocket. Earlier you, earlier, you was just saying you don't shower every day. I don't think you need to shower if you don't go outside. That's <laughs> nasty, Shannon, bro. That is the most that dis- is dumb. nasty. That's you, disgusting. That's like that dry shampoo. You just putting mousse in your head. Shannon, What's Shannon, that? Dry shampoo. You never heard of dry shampoo? I've never, dry I've, shampoo? I've never heard of that. Freddie, that's called heard. baby I've never powder. Heard of that. <laughs> you from Bell Glades. It's called dry shampoo. They walked their hell with baby powder. <laughs> No, Freddy, man. There's no such thing as dry. There's no such thing. Dry. It's, it's foam, like mousse. Shitty. It's Freddy, You Freddy. just do that, and you're supposed to be clean. You're That's dry not shampoo. true. Like if you just rub it through your hair, it's not going to wash anything out. I'm saying what's on the bottle. Dry shampoo. But, but you Janet, do that, and you keep it moving. That's no, what the f- he was doing. What, 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 he what, just changing drawers. What flea market did you get that from? You was just changing drawers. I'm going to line this thing up chronological for y'all. 4 p.m. You leave. You leave before that, okay? Two. No, you're in Miami. You leave two? Miami. Two. Okay, me. Leave Miami. Two. Miami Pittsburgh. hot as hell now. Two o'clock. So sweating. you sweaty, you nasty. No, but I'm, but I'm cool though. Back then, I was cool. Polar bears, toenails, baby. I don't sweat like you that. You were nasty. But listen, two o'clock, you leave. Musty. Two o'clock, you leave. You land in Pittsburgh. You playing the Steelers. Okay. It's five o'clock. You got a team meeting at eight. Right. Change your clothes. You got. For what? You can go eat, because you people go, you go eat? Yeah, so you take that, you take your suit jacket off, then you go to the strip club and eat. No, you don't go now, to y'all the strip didn't do club. That? So I you're in not. the same pair of drawers. Yeah, but from 2 o'clock. So 2 o'clock, you land in the away game. You go to the strip club Would you take eat. a shower after the walkthrough in the morning? Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a shower on, on, on that's a Saturday that's shower. That's your Saturday shower. So you don't take another one, though, because you're after took- the game. That's disgusting, Shannon. <laughs> what? He's You're the nasty. There's a game on Saturday. Shannon. There's, there's a shower Saturday and shower Sunday. Shannon. So, so you, have, you have Shannon, to you wash. Have to, you got to take a shower. You got to take a shower after you walk through. Put your clothes yeah. on, right? Then you go to the strip club. Team, no, you don't have to strip go. club, team meeting. Fast forward. So you mean a strip club, club no shower and you won't shower you after a strip club? No, no. You don't wear a strip club to bed? There's pleasant smells in there. Yeah, he's smelling like smoking chicken wings. Sweaty nuts. Yeah. That's what he smell like. Ass. It's A-S-S. But just think about this. I knew dudes that wash Sunday morning. You're about to go wrestle with big men for four Shannon, hours. Why Shannon, do I how about that, Shannon? How could Shannon, you sleep? So you sleep nasty. Nasty. Wake up myself. nasty. Okay, Shannon, Shannon. I would wake up Sunday, shower, get dressed. To go wrestle boys. Right? So then 
Stop it. Did That's what we did Channing. for years was Channing. wrestle boys. But then Channing, so I got to the right stadium. Like so I would get to the stadium. <laughs> i get to the stadium. Yeah. It was a, play, a spot that had a hot tub. We had a hot tub in Pittsburgh. I, I would hot tub. I would hot tub. Then I would shower before I put on my clothes to warm up. You wanted to keep your football pants clean before playing football? You're and crazy. Just, Y'all waste water. <laughs> Y'all waste water. I've gone green. <laughs> that was the problem so in the world. I've gone, I, don't even, I don't even let them change my towels out at the hotel. All right, so so speak so so speaking to Green then, right? Green Bay Packers are finally gonna play. Cause I'm tired of I'm tired of talking about your nasty ASF. Green Bay Packers finally gonna play. We've been talking about OGs, be right? An amazing yeah. story. The things that OGs do. Aaron Rodgers to me pulled the OGs of OG moves in this offseason. He chilling, right? He hanging out with actors. He in the jungle with jungle cats mm-hmm. and all kind of stuff. And and he's like, I don't know if I'm gonna play. I don't know if I'm gonna show up. I need you to treat me different. Green Bay flying out on jets. But then first day come up, he had camp. Yeah. He got the, the office shirt on with Kevin. And shoot, now, to me, he's had an MVP season. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Aaron Rodgers, one, should win the MVP, or is it Tom Brady? Because that's another OG who yeah. in the conversation. And if Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl, can he walk away? I think Tom should win the MVP, to be honest. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Tom guy. With his numbers, what he did, the injuries. That's the called PTSD, turnover, by the way, too. And... Honestly, he used to wear my ass out for six years. Bro, it was so many games where we just sit there in the fourth quarter and I look across that ball. No, you don't make that Drake come out my nose, And dog. I see him. And y- y'all have all seen it. You just see him and you like, he is about to destroy us. And he look like he playing football in the backyard with his kids. Green 17, smiling and doing all that. He leads every category from a quarterback standpoint other than wins. Yardage, touchdowns, I think QBR. All of those things, but do we look at the numbers or do you watch the film and watch the play? Aaron Rodgers is like 37, four interceptions. And I want to say Aaron Rodgers, is he the three or five times, I could be wrong, that Aaron Rodgers has done that. Do you know what the rest of the world combined has when it comes to 35 plus touchdown years and five or uh, less interceptions? One. One in the history of football. One in the history of football. Aaron Rodgers got the rest of them. Yeah. Think about where that team is, what they had to do to get there, the big boy move he pulled, and then to come out and play like that. Because you put pressure on yourself now. Yeah. And everybody's talking about how wrong you are, how you can't do that, how you can't hold the team hostage. Nah, like, these teams going to have to start understanding, like, 2022 is different than 2000. Some players have equity built up. He's one of those guys. The organization didn't know which direction they, they wanted to go in, right? Right. So I think his decision in the offseason, you have to weigh it for what it is. He's a veteran guy who knows exactly what he's going to do. He's a great player, Super Bowl, Pro Bowl. He's done everything. So I think because of what the conversation was, he sort of just dis- he removed himself from it, you know, knowing that he was going to come back and perform. And you mentioned the QBR a second ago. He actually has the highest QBR in the NFL. So, so Aaron has it. Yeah, okay. 112. Yep, okay. Tom Aaron is one, 102. Okay, I got you. So, and he's number 10 on the uh, passing list. Mm-hmm. So he's come back and had the best season that he's probably had in a while. But again, he's just a consummate pro. You don't have to worry about anything about him. They want to make sure whatever the money situation, you know, they were talking about playing a young guy. They thought they had equity in the young guy. But I believe if they had tried to depend on love over A-Rod, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't be in the playoffs. They wouldn't now, be in the but, playoffs. But, Freddie, do the teams respect them, dude? Because I would say Freddie, because you was on a great team, but you had a bunch of great players around yeah, you, 100%, too. Yeah, 100%. But, Freddie, you were, for times, you were Jacksonville. The whole thing. 
you were the team, bro. Like, in my mind, when I was playing, you say Jacksonville Jaguars, best after play, Brunel best left them, in history. It was Fred Taylor. Best player in history. What did they have? They got Fred Taylor running the ball. Anything mm-hmm. else? Nope. Bunch of nobodies and Fred right. Taylor in the backfield. Did they respect you like they should have, knowing that the entire league looks at the Jacksonville Fred Taylors? See, but did, that, you, that, did you feel? That's what RC wasn't not that way, bro. Hey, listen. But the listen, thing is I, this. I went to Jayville stressed my first time because of Freddie T. And that's the only person. I was stressed, who, who, who else were you worried about? Ain't, ain't give you, a damn about nobody. No. Nope. That's true. <laughs> that, that, hey, Dave, I, I was like, please let David Garrard throw it. <laughs> See, but you're asking me a question, but it's two totally different positions. We're yeah. talking a quarterback, yeah. a franchise player, and I'm a running back. I'm expendable. You know, running backs are a dime a dozen. Yeah, I was, I was, I had majority of the carries. I did majority of the work. I had the entire load. I get it. But I had my share of injuries, right? They drafted a back each and every year to Mm -hmm. try to replace me. Mm -hmm. So I was extremely expendable in their eyes. So to answer your question, no, they didn't view me the same as what I believe that uh, Green Bay would view uh, A-Rod. You know, and Green Bay was disrespectful. I believe in how they handled that. A-Rod's the man. He deserved to be there. He deserved to, to get what he demanded. Look at what he's doing. Even at the age that he's doing it. I believe, in my opinion, I think he should be MVP. Now, I was, I'm, Tom was a former teammate. Mm-hmm. But when you look at everything that's around these guys, I think Tom has more weapons than A-Rod has. But what, what, what? Now, you can, you guys can debate now, that. The other part is just this, my though, opinion. So, like, my, my thing is, like, I go back to his argument about having more decision-making ability, right, right. To, to be at the table for those conversations. But there's not a lot, of, not, not a lot of teams that are built to go to two back-to-back NFC championships. It's true. Right? They go, they, they go to San Francisco. They get stumped out. Uh, they lose to Tampa Bay at home last year. And, shoot be quiet as kept. They should be in it again this year. Yeah. Like, you got to build a good team to, to do that. But you're talking about decision-making. Tom Brady brought in Antonio Brown, and we know that went down here. We talked about it already. But they won a championship with it. They won a championship. But then Gronk, he brought Gronk to Tampa. Leonard Fournette, Leonard Fournette mm-hmm. said, I'm going to Tampa to play with Brady. Them dudes last year, when they brought this team back this season, a bunch of dudes took less dudes money than they do that. got. Dudes don't do that for Aaron, though. But why is it? Because y'all just told me, because I'm a Tom guy. Y'all were saying uh, A-Rod, and I, I can see the argument that Aaron Rodgers should be the MVP. So why don't players do it for Aaron Rodgers like they do it for Tom? Because we named 10, 12 dudes I, that would take pay cuts to Florida, play for Tom Brady. And you're talking about Green Bay, too. Don't don't forget the fact oh, no. that that so is. So it's geography? So if Aaron Rodgers is in Tampa, No, that's not it. That's not it. Think it's, about it's, Green Bay. You're, you're, you're not going to go to no Green No matter Bay. how we value talent, we value championships more. Period. Think about you think about Allen Iverson, right? Like I love Allen Iverson. I think Allen Iverson changed the culture of basketball. But people are only gonna look at him as that, right? And and a great talent, because he never won a championship. Allen Iverson is never gonna be mentioned in the same breath as Kobe Bryant ever in life. Kobe got five of them. And that's the thing that's different about Tom though. Godwin, Mike Evans, all those people said to themselves, you know what? We got Tom, we can win the championship. And this is after Jameis threw for five thousand, but he got a new thirty for thirty watch how Jameis throw as many picks as he throw touchdowns. I think that's why people run to to be with Tom. But even on the, the side of that, though, that tells you the value of the OG, the value of the guy that we respect, the value of a guy who can give me something that I ain't never got. Also, too, think about this, bro. Tom was going to let Antonio Brown live in his house. Are you saying Tom more personable than Aaron Rodgers? I think Tom Brady would do anything to win. And Rodgers won't. I think Tom Brady 
will do anything possible to win with anybody. That's why, like, when, when they talk about Tom deflating balls, yeah, I believe he did it, and I'm okay with it because it means he can go win the championship. He want to win. He want to win a championship. When you talk about filming practices, do I think they did it? I do, and I'm okay with it because they wouldn't win a championship. Like, I don't care. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to win. I believe Aaron Rodgers wants to win because of Aaron Rodgers. Because he got to do it Aaron Rodgers' way. He got to make Aaron Rodgers' decisions. I think that's more important to Aaron Rodgers than winning. Which brings me back to what we were talking about earlier when we were saying, okay, we had to change our mindsets from the tough guy thing. You had to stop going to Walmart. Me, Marcellus Wiley. That's because at the time, my respect, what I felt was more important to me than my responsibilities. My responsibilities and what I've earned and what God has given me because of my platform was bigger than me wanting to fight somebody because I felt disrespected. But you got to get to that point. I still don't think Aaron's at that point. Aaron was talking about the, the Joe Judge situation, quarterback sneak on third and eight, the Raider situation, almost thinking to themselves they were going to tie. Like, that junk is different. As you, you earn these things, you don't know about it because you ain't never played in a big playoff game. How you go? For, how, why you going to go there? Like, you were making some good point. Now you going to take a shot at me? You talking about fighting. Come on for that. It was them pretty-ass white-ass teeth. <laughs> you Invisalign having mother... You ain't never played a no important game. The points were. Right? You know, so a lot he of had some good points. A lot of times, though, like when Channing look at that? me like that, Fred, it make me, it make me feel like I gotta tell him something. But like, I here's see. here's what's amazing, though, man. We get to sit around and do this, and then we had a young dude like Michael Parsons, who's just excited to be a part of the NFL, excited to be a Dallas Cowboy, and one of the best doing it right now. One of my favorite interactions ever with a young guy. You know what I'm saying? He understands football. He understands life. I think he's old school, but that was one of my favorite interactions ever with one of these young players. And two, I think he had told Freddie T up. Who can't tell Freddie T up? I couldn't. Freddie T beat up on DBs. I'm just going to be honest. Nah, he, he's amazing, bro. 4-3. Hey. Yeah, he, he, you, he's great. You know what all this talk going to do? We're going to be able to be checked because the playoffs here. Playoffs here? We're running through the playoffs. Who y'all got? I like Tampa. I like Green Bay. So you don't matter, AFC guy, you threw that out the door, you don't care? Freddie T, we'll talk about this at another time. I don't have a home. And with the ninth pick or whatever of the first round, Jacksonville Jaguars called your phone. Mm -hmm. With the 70th pick or whatever that was, with whatever pick of the third round, right, the Miami Dolphins called your phone. Do you know who called my phone? The lady that was bringing the bounty house for Jordan's first birthday party. That's who called my phone on the Saturday of my draft. You know why? Because I had to set the bounty house up. I didn't watch the draft because nobody going to pick me. And then at the end, when we was having the conversation about what teams I can go to for free agency, two teams called. The New Orleans Saints, the New York Giants. And by the time I got off the phone with my agent, the New Orleans Saints had pulled it. Played for them two years. Tom Coughlin tells me, Ryan Clark, you're not good enough to play safety in this league, but you can maybe focus on special teams. There's other leagues. There's the Arena Football League. There's Canadian Football. <laughs> you can do that. Right? <laughs> you was Guess what? Week two, I was splitting Tiki Barber in half in Washington. Right? Washington free agency come up. You know what they do? They make Adam Archuleta the highest paid free agent in football. Highest paid free safety in mm -hmm. football. And they tell me, you should come back for minimum wage, for league minimum. You know why? Because all you guys going to play. I was like, kiss my tail. Mm -hmm. 
Pittsburgh, same thing. Eventually, they got me out I don't have a home. You know what I'm saying? I am loyal to people, not places. So you was in low demand early on, huh? I'm still in low demand, Channing. <laughs> Your spleen is in low demand. I don't have one. <laughs> That's a damn show, man. F you. You gone. Hold up. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant. Way I'm feeling, get me up. On the mission, get me up. Knowing me, I got the key. On the vision, I can trust. Trust. Limitless. Take a stomach cap, pin in it. I father here to witness it. Got my people feeling militant.